Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. When hinges creak in doorless chambers and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls, whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delight. Welcome, foolish mortals, to this episode of Unlocking the Magic. We are your hosts, your ghost hosts. No, we're not. It's Bruce and Connie. (laughs) (laughs) I just got a little carried away. This is Unlocking the Magic. We are unlocking Disney's Haunted Mansion today. But before we begin, I just want to sort of describe what our show is. Maybe we have some new listeners that want a feeling of what the show is all about. So I'm just going to go ahead and, and say it because I know that I sort of try to, I sort of take control of the show a lot of times, Bruce, right? Right, which is fine. Um, but I just want this to be a very relaxed show, all about Disney, obviously, but also unlock some rich history that Disney has and help those that are going over to Walt Disney World or Disneyland really embrace some of that history because I definitely think it, it, it changes things when you know a little bit of the why involved with the parks definitely definitely gives you a different perspective as if you hear if you learn about um and it happened with me many times on these attractions where you'll do some research or you'll listen to some audio about the imagineers or the people behind the attraction and it just gives you a different feel when you go on the ride rather than just trying to get on the ride itself and get off and get to the or next maybe one. right or maybe you just got back from disney world or disneyland and this way you know you can learn a little bit about what you saw and right. maybe it changes, you know, what you thought of and maybe it extends the trip for you. So that's what I'm hoping. So we do that with the, this podcast. We have a live show on Monday nights at eight o'clock over on Facebook. You can join us there. Um, and we'll, we'll do a mixture of these unlocking shows. We'll throw in some Q and a shows, um, but we really want to give you a chance to slow down and enjoy the ideas and the inspiration behind the Disney parks and the Disney company. Perfect. So, without further ado, I cannot wait to unlock Disney's Haunted Mansion because I've been waiting patiently for a very long time, and I know you have too, and I thought, or we thought, what better way to release the show than on Happy Halloween. So if you're listening to it today, Happy Halloween. If you're listening to it next week and Halloween has passed, well, you know what? Maybe you can relive the spirit of Halloween, so... (laughs) (laughs) In it, my opinion, it's always Halloween. True. You love Halloween, and I love the Haunted Mansion. It's one of my favorite attractions. And now that we've gone to Disneyland and seen the original, it's even more of a of a favorite of mine. Yeah, exactly. And we've done so much research about it, and it's just been so much fun. And we recently interviewed Rolly Crump, so we got to hear a little bit of insight through his story and his work with the attraction. So... It definitely, it was always my favorite, one of my favorite attractions. Gosh, everything, every attraction seems to be my favorite anyways, but. Yeah, and this is, this, this attraction has a a pretty uh, good story behind the conception and the, the making of. Exactly, exactly. So let's go back into the beginning of the Haunted Mansion. I know that, 
you know, what we have learned was that it was really a work in progress for a very long time. Yeah, the the original idea for the Haunted Mansion, Walt Disney went to Ken Anderson and wanted to come up with some sort of haunted attraction. And that was in the 50s. And then this, this attraction first debuted in, in the late 60s. So from the early, the mid-50s to the late 60s was how long it took for them to come up with the attraction itself, the story, and then finish it and open it to the public. And I know one of the things that I learned was that Walt had, you know, envisioned this idea, came up with this idea of something. He wanted something. You know, I loved his creative juices. It was like, it was on the tip of his tongue of what he wanted, but then it was really the Imagineers and his team behind him that got it all, you know, to what it is now. Yeah, he's, um, he was great at coming up with an idea and then putting people in the right spot and choosing the right people that would help him, you know, create that idea. And that and that's definitely what he did with this attraction. I need that. I need that every day. Everybody need needs that. Even if you're an entrepreneur out there and you have a business, you should look at that. That's why he was one of the best entrepreneurs of all time. He was a great storyteller, but he could get the qualities of the people that he needed to make his idea come to fruition. Exactly. So one of the things when he thought of this was that he really felt strongly about not having a sort of ugly, decrepit house on Disneyland. You know, that was really important to him. All of Disneyland was pretty, was very pristine and beautiful. But, you know, even though he felt that he needed something, sort of a spooky, you know, something there, he definitely did not want something to look like an abandoned property. No, well, the original sketch for the Haunted Mansion was just that. It was, you know, what you would think of when you, because when you look at the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland, it doesn't look like a Haunted Mansion from the outside. No, it's still eerie, and we'll get into that in a minute. But yeah, I agree with you. It's beautiful. I mean, the architecture on the exterior, it's its an amazing Louisiana-style mansion. So the original concept was for it to be the thing that you think of when you think of a haunted mansion, you know, cobwebs outside, shutters falling off. It yeah, cre- sort of like the looking. monster house. Yes, and he didn't want that. So I think that that would have changed definitely the landscape of Disneyland if there was something like that on the property. Maybe if it was hidden somewhere but Disneyland is you know as you know is is small so there's no there was no real way to hide it away from anything you sort of you know there's the gates that go around it but there was no real way to hide the property I think that that would be the only way I could imagine it being like a decrepit old building right so and I do like that fact like the difference between Disney World and Disneyland is I when you walk when you're walking in New Orleans Square in Disneyland you can kind of see the Haunted Mansion but it looks like a mansion. It just looks like a mansion in the background. But you could see it mm-hmm. from a distance. The one in Disney World, you can't really see unless you walk up to it. Right, exactly. You, you can see like the tips of the building, but you can't really see the style or the architecture of the building like you can the one in Disney in the Disneyland, which is another funny story because it sat vacant for a long time. Yeah, so we'll get into that too. And we'll describe some of our differences that we find in both attractions. But I want to talk about the early days of a, of a how it was supposed to be a walkthrough because if it was a walkthrough and it continued to be a walkthrough, first of all, I think, as I think it would have been really cool, but I, I understand why they couldn't do it. But it really, that was one of the reasons why it took so long from the start to finish was that, you know, Walt Disney had really envisioned this as a walkthrough type of attraction. And, he, you know, I think 
looking back now, you know, I understand why they couldn't do it. It would have been really tricky to get all those people through, you know, timely so that they could see exactly the story and exactly be immersed in the experience. Well, but it wasn't supposed to be. Well, here's the thing. Walt Disney, when he was alive, when he, you know, it didn't open until he passed. And after he passed, they made it a ride along. But he wanted it to be a walkthrough. And he want, there was an internal struggle with the Disney company of whether it should be scary or whether it should be funny. Which I didn't know about until recently. I didn't realize that there was such a struggle with the concept and trying to decide on whether or not they wanted it to be scary or not. I mean, thinking, looking at it now, it seems so seamless. Like it doesn't even seem that there would be any kind of controversy on how to, how to make this, you know, per, the perfect fit. I think the only man. scary part of it now is when you're in the, the main entrance, the stretching room per se, you, you, there's that where the lights go out and the, the lightning strikes. The portrait chamber the, is my favorite. Yes. That's the only scary part. I feel everything else is kind of it. It gives you the the sense of there could be something scary coming up at any moment, but it never right. happens. Yeah, I like that. I do too, because you never f- feel like you're going to get frightened. It's always kind of like humorous while you're in there, unless I'm reaching over into your cart and grabbing you, and you don't know. <laughs> Which is quite often, I must say, and annoying. So can we stop that? <laughs> yes. Okay. C- can you please? Okay. Thank you. It's more. It's more awkward when I when I hit the wrong carriage. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry. So I know that we're going. It. Sorry, excuse me. Uh, unlocking the magic. You want my card? <laughs> just, <laughs> just kidding. Um, so I know that you know by talking about the history and and, and and starting from the beginning, I know that we're first starting off with the attraction in Disneyland because it's hard to talk about the history and not start with the Disneyland attraction. So what was really interesting to me with what I found was that. They built this amazing mansion. Once they settled on what they wanted to do, they built this incredible building. And it was gated all around, but it was closed. For, it, I mean, it took forever, it seems like, to officially open. There was which, also – there was so many stories, uh, rumors of what it was because it was – it looked finished from the outside. But the gates were closed and it wasn't open for years and people would always wonder what was going on inside if there was something that would happen to it or what the what the story was with the haunted mansion why it wouldn't open because from the outside it looked like it was ready i thought that that was brilliant what a brilliant way to introduce a new attraction you know how disney is very secretive right. and you know but they definitely there's rumors all around nowadays it seems that especially I never... with the with the way that they do things now Exactly. What I was going to say was nowadays, I cannot imagine them building a, a, for instance, you know, part of Fantasyland. I cannot imagine them building any type of new attraction and then not, and sort of giving the building itself, but not allowing you in. Nowadays, they block off everything, you know, whatever is the theme of the landscaping. So you cannot even see what's happening behind the boards, you know. So I can't imagine. That must have been so neat. To have this incredible, you know, beautiful mansion and then not be able to get in and not know what the story is. And you kind of walked up to the gate, peering inside, wondering, you know, what's really happening? Is this, you know, are they are they trying to keep something from coming out? <laughs> perfect for a haunted mansion. Perfect. Perfect. So it really worked in their favor. I don't know if that was their intention. 
but it certainly doesn't seem like it was their intention. It really seemed like they were just working on the story. Right. And they wanted to get the story right. So they built this beautiful mansion, and then they were still stuck with what story. I know that there was all these different types of stories that were supposed to happen, one being a sea captain story, which incidentally, there is some part of the sea captain in the Walt Disney World queue that I want to mention. But there's just a, a an interesting story, and that would have been the scary, scary uh theme i think if they had gone with the sea captain well we talked to roly and he explained to us and i want to get into the details you can listen to it on the podcast but he kind of went over what the original story was and the pepper's ghost and he was saying that when it was originally supposed to be a walkthrough you could have a beginning to the story and an end to the story because you would take 100 people at a time into each different room so they would walk in there would be 100 people. It would almost be like a two- to three-minute show. You'd have a beginning and an end. And they came – Roly and his partner at the time came up with all these different illusions and gags that they were going to have in the Haunted Mansion when it was a walkthrough. And when it got changed to a ride-along, they had to scrap all of those uh, ideas. And one of them was that sea captain. And he said – describing it, he said it would have been the best illusion that they've ever come up with at the time. But once it went to a ride-along, they had to scrap that because with a ride-along, you don't get that beginning and end of a story. It has to be something that someone could come into that story at any time and kind of get what the story's about. And kind of understand throughout the, the ride-along, right. the doom you, buggy. You can't come into the story at the end and then it start over again and you get all confused and it doesn't work as well. Well, you know, I know that there was a lot of – there was a challenge between what – kind of story they wanted but some of the things that they came up with 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 this attraction was really so innovative at the time it still entertains me to this day the things that they came up with way back you know in the 60s it's really incredible to see how far the Honda Midgen has come but still yet entertains me and fully immerses me into that spooky feeling inside the inside the attraction one of the neat things that Walt Disney always did was that you know when he was alive and they were working on this project he did you know, always those sort of TV specials, I call them. And he was seen on one of the show. Maybe we can link that sh- that onto our um, show notes. The clip? Onto a- yeah, the clip. Okay. Uh, there's, a, there's a scene where he was describing the Haunted Mansion. And incidentally, I just want to mention, he had a really strong connection with Roly for this attraction. Even though Roly didn't really, at the end of the day, his sort of ideas for the Haunted Mansion because they were changed into from a walkthrough to a ride. Sort of a lot of the the ideas that Roly had kind of got scrapped. But Walt wanted Roly there to describe the Haunted Mansion, which if you if you listen to any documentaries about Roly Crump, that was really meaningful to him and really special. But anyway, he was describing the the attraction and he said that he showed the mansion on a display that they had, which was really neat. And they said, but they're not, we're out right now and we're collecting the ghosts all over the world. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is so neat because even on the TV special, they're, they're remember, they remembered to keep it lighthearted and it's about the story, you know, and when they're describing this attraction nowadays, you don't really see that, you know, about anything, you know, when there's ever a new attraction just comes up, you know, and other theme parks, but but Disney is so great at just keeping with sort of the mis- the mystery, you know, and I, I really like that. Well, Roly had a unique style when it comes to his art, and he was never formally trained as an artist. He would always just come up with his own ideas and sketch things that drew his interest, and he was supposed to have what's called a museum of the weird, 
is what and I love when you watch Walt Disney. He's kind of like me. He he goes he had Raleigh on the TV show with him to kind of describe the Museum of the Weird, and he's like, okay, we're at the when you leave the attraction, we're gonna we're gonna discover all of these unique items from all over the world in a museum at the end. And what do you call it, Raleigh? It's the what? And he like didn't know the name of it either. Which <laughs> that is, was funny. Yeah. And Raleigh's like the Museum of the Weird. He's like, yes, yes, the Museum of the Weird. And Rolly was going to design all of these weird artifacts that they were supposedly going to, you know, find from all over the world and then put them in this museum at the end. But then after the walkthrough, it was designed to be a ride along and then Walt passed. They kind of scrapped that idea. It changed it. But you can still see if you go into the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland, if you look at the wallpaper when you walk inside, that is the original concept of what Rolly designed as art it, they made it into wallpaper so Rolly's designs are in the haunted mansion in disneyland i like how Rolly pushed the envelope a little bit and we'll, we'll talk about that obviously you know we interviewed Rolly, but he does have a connection to the haunted mansion and clearly walt disney had a real strong appreciation for Rolly's art and it, it's just cool i love i love that i love that part of it yeah Rolly worked on the haunted mansion illusions for a year and a half wow that's cr- incredible isn't it? I it mean, is. it's just incredible how long. One of the things that that we discovered while you know researching is the illusions that Rolly came up with, and all the artists and the Imagineers that were working on the Haunted Mansion. But one of the most interesting things was the the size of um, the mirror. I guess one of the most one of the things that the Imagineers used quite often, which Rolly had a part of, was the use of glass and how the Glass helped create these illusions and these incredible illusions inside the story. And incidentally, there's an amazing story about inside the Grand Ballroom of how not only is the is the glass that they use so massive, but there's a story behind it about in the 70s about something something that happened. Yeah, I was well, hoping Bruce would explain it. Well, so, back in the 70s, Disney didn't have the security level or the need for the security level that it does now. Um, so somebody actually snuck a gun into Disneyland and shot a hole in the glass, which was the biggest glass at the time ever created. They had to bring a crane in to lift it down into the Haunted Mansion and shot a hole, a bullet hole in the glass of the ballroom. And if you go there today, you can still see where that is. Now, they've covered it up with some spiderweb decals on the on the mirror now, but they couldn't remove the glass because it was too big. They would have had to take the roof off and bring a crane in and then bring a new crane in. So they decided that they could kind of just cover it up with some spiderweb decals. So if you go to the Disneyland Haunted Mansion now, you can still see the remnants of that incident. That's incredible. It's, it's funny. incredible. It is funny and it's spooky and it makes it that much more interesting. Now, I think. somebody at the Disneyland told us that, and I haven't verified this yet, but if you go to Disney World, they kind of replicated that spiderweb decals on there to kind of go along with the Disneyland one. There's no reason for it in Disney World, but they say that you can still see them there. So speaking of the ballroom scene, I know, you know, we talked a lot about the history. So now let's talk about, let's fast forward to the attractions now. I, I, I really, this is one of the attractions that I have a really hard time picking a favorite scene. It's almost as if I just don't want any scene to end it's i wish it was five minutes longer each scene right because <laughs> i get so excited and immersed and i love just everything about the Honda Mansion. but i have to say what's your i want to know actually what is your favorite scene my favorite scene has to be the stretching room in the beginning 
So the portrait chamber, the beginning of the attraction, is your favorite? Yes. Existencio came up with the script. Paul Fries, who is the voice, who's done many voices for Disney, has just the perfect scary voice that brings you into the Haunted Mansion and, and gets you ready to go on this great attraction. I think that it's one of the best scenes in any attraction, that stretching room scene. The thing is, people are so antsy to get into the ride that they don't really pay attention as well as they should. I don't. I think that, that's <laughs> like part of the attraction. I think people think it's the waiting area. Yeah, exactly. I know everyone's kind of rushing in, trying. Yeah, to everybody see goes, what's going f- on. tries to figure out where the door is, and they all squeeze in there, and then like relax. You, there's there's a many of us in here, but no one else is coming in. You'll get in there. Uh, take the time to enjoy the ride. And the the funny thing is, does the stretching chamber, does the roof raise, Connie, or does the the floor go down? Are you get, you gonna trying to stump me? Yes, you're trying I'm, to give I'm me. I'm asking you if you know this. I have no idea, and I try not to think about it because I I don't particularly love that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Disneyland, the floor goes down, so it's an elevator that brings you down because most of the ride in Disneyland is underground because of the space issue. I did notice that in Disneyland, they ask you to go into the center of the room, they multiple times, and I can see sort of the 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 there's a line that goes around in a circle and I could see that line. Like I, I, I knew in the back of my mind, don't go over that line. Right. Something's going to happen. So in Disneyland, <laughs> they needed to bring you down a level because most of the ride is underground. It starts underground because of the space issue. So they created the stretching room as a way to lower the guests into the attraction. And what they did was that was such a popular part of the attraction in Disneyland that when they recreated the ride in Disney world, they wanted to keep that same feel, but they didn't need to lower you down. So what they did was, instead of lowering the room, they just made the roof rise. That's and you get that same feel. And it's hard to tell if you're in either one. It goes so smoothly in Disneyland, you don't know you're getting lowered down. It does go really smoothly. And same with it's Disney a- World. You don't know if the roof is raising. You really, you really are in those rooms and you don't know what's happening. I love it. Well, you talked about the portrait chamber being your favorite and the ghost host, the private guide. I really think that, that you're right. That, that really sets the tone. If that wasn't there, I think it would change the whole feeling and dynamic of the Haunted Mansion. I love the ghost host. Perfect voice. Perfect choice perfect. for the voice as well. Perfect voice. If I, Just everything about it is amazing. So then you get into the Haunted Mansion and the Doom Buggy. It goes quickly. You got to get on your Doom Buggy pretty fast. Right. You got to decide early on who you're going with because I feel like once you walk through the portrait chamber, you go into a narrow corridor and everyone seems to kind of jumble. Like everyone seems to be in kind of a rush, which I understand you want to get on the attraction, but I think a lot of people forget that once you enter sort of the room, they're counting how many guests are in your party. So you will get on the attraction. You know, I think that a lot of times people get worried that they're not going to get on their doom buggy right away. It's almost better if you wait till the end because then you get to see the room. You get to see the wallpaper. You get to see the images on the walls that they have that are, you know, that's part of the attraction in Disneyland. It's in Disney World for that matter. They've done such a great job of creating these attractions. Once you're inside the building or even in you're outside the building, that's part of the attraction too. The queue in Disney World is one of the best queues ever. It is. Take your time. Look around. That's part of being – that's what makes Disney different than other parks. And this is coming from Bruce. Right, which hates waiting. (laughs) And has trampled some of the kids in order to get his dude buggy. Only on the teacups. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. So 
My favorite scene, by the way, is I know you didn't ask me, but I I I, I have to. Carney, what's I your favorite to... scene? <laughs> thank you, thank you. Okay, so it's a tie for me. It's between the grand ballroom scene, which is that scene that we we talked about earlier. I love I love that scene. I love watching the ghost dance, and I try every time I'm on this attraction and I look around. I try. I, I think I uncover other ghosts that I haven't hadn't missed before. And trust me, I've been on this. You know, we've been on it together so many times. It still to this day entertains me fully. But that and the Madame Leota scene where they do the candlelit seance. <laughs> yes, that is I really a good love. Too. I wish that was about another minute long. I do like I the ending song there. as well. That is really cool. I know you love the hitchhiking co- ghosts. We've talked about that before. Yes. I mean, just all in all, it's really hard for me to choose a favorite scene. Even the in the beginning, sort of when you're in the doom buggy and you're going through the mansion, there's a scene where it shows you the corridor of doors. And it's a long corridor where you can see sort of the other rooms in the mansion. And I love that. It is creepy. Mm-hmm. It bit. is creepy. Well, it's did you know that? I think you way. mentioned this to me that in the eighties, they came. They ha- actually had real live ghosts in there. I did mention this to you. That would freak and, me out. And I never got a chance to witness this because it happened. You know, I, I visited after they discontinued. <laughs> it wasn't very long that they did this. It was an idea, and the idea came about from you know they wanted to. Make it a little different. If you read the, if you uh, have ridden the Haunted Mansion, you know, 10, 15, 20 times, it's kind of the same story. So nothing much changed. They wanted to kind of put a put a new twist on it. So they came up with these real live ghosts that would, I guess, reach out to you. Would they touch you? I guess they, they sort of just startled you. And th- that, I'm telling you, would put me over the edge. Because at any moment, like you said earlier, was... The thing about the Haunted Mansion is that you go through it and you feel as if at any moment you're going to be scared out of your wits. But it doesn't really happen, and I think that that's the best part of the mansion. And it's perfect because you do have, you know, kids with young, you know, families with young kids and, you know, all different types of age ranges. But it seems to entertain all of us. Yeah, well, our youngest daughter always says she never wants to go on it because it's Haunted Mansion. She doesn't like to get scared. And you always have to remind her that's not scary. You know, you go it's, on there, it's a little fun. bit spooky looking, but it's not scary, the ride itself. But if there was people on there dressed as these knights reaching out to you and touching you, I think she'd be, she would never go on there. I want to know if any of our listeners actually had, had experienced this and remember when this happened. Because I want to know what it must have been like. We've got to find somebody to explain whether they miss it or not. Because I guess... Not only were these live ghosts there to startle you, but you never really knew when they would come. So they would change the sequence, and that would make it even that more frightening. So, kind of like the drop at Tower of Terror. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you never, just never really know. know what to expect. You don't know if this is your, you know, if this is really happening, if this is really the attraction really is, is broken and you're it, about to die. <laughs> it's kind of like when I hide behind a column, or if I'm reaching out to you from the next buggy, you kind of know that's coming. But if there's a a statue there that looks like a statue and then all of a sudden it reaches out to you, that would, you'd die. Yeah. No, I know it. I know I would. I definitely would die. So back to, so now let's talk about the queue. So both attractions have a different feel as you walk up to them. And what's interesting is a little bit of the story about the differences, but 
if you read into the Walt Disney World attraction and the Disneyland attraction, both say that they are once an abandoned residence in the center of Liberty Square, or in the Disneyland version says New Orleans Square, but now home to 999 ghosts. <laughs> Waiting for one more. <laughs> Waiting for one more, and I love that about it. Yes. But both of them have that different type of cue and different type of feeling as you walk up to it. And I know that we had actually – we didn't necessarily say which cue you prefer, but I know you did something on Facebook where you asked which, which attraction you prefer. And it's interesting because we got a lot of comments about the cue itself or sort of the style of the mansion. And I was just wondering what which one you preferred. Here's – I think the one in Disney World gives you a more – comical approach to it you know the tombstones have funny sayings on them there's a more interactive feel there the one in disneyland even though there's not as much it feels has a more eerie feeling to it i think it's because you do walk up to this house and it's really it really feels like somebody lives there like it really feels like a true mansion and you can actually feel and touch it whereas in disney world you still walk up to it, but it's sort of set up high. Right. So you can't really, other than walking through the queue in the graveyard, you're not really touching the actual mansion. And the queue itself gives you a, a comical vibe to it. In Disney World. In Disney World, yes. It, it, it makes you, kind of sets the, the feeling of this isn't going to be a scary attraction. Yeah, exactly. Definitely walking up to it with the queue and the musical crypt in the beginning, which... By the way, I love I – can, I can go on this attraction all day. Like if you brought me to Walt Disney World and said, okay, you know, you've got one attraction all day, I think it would be Haunted Mansion. And I love that the cast members in Walt Disney World kind of set the vibe as well with the serious face and they don't break character too much. They're so talented and so incredible and it's hilarious to see how – immersed they are and how it sort of sets the tone for you i love it but same with the tower of terror they have the same feel i wish all the they should do that at every attraction i know it's harder like with the teacups you can't have a serious vibe on your face (laughs) no you can't but you could have a goofy silly one right although maybe people would take it too far (laughs) maybe they did that's why you couldn't get on (laughs) yeah probably that's definitely (laughs) but speaking of the queue in in walt disney world and remember how we mentioned that the original story at one point in the creation of uh, the Haunted Mansion was had to do with the sea captain. But did you know that there is a tomb of the sea captain inside the queue? I didn't. In Walt Disney World. Yeah, so I, I was curious. So they, they definitely kept some sort of sea captain in there. It's neat. It is. I neat. like how they, they incorporated in the tombstones as well the, the Imagineers who worked on the attraction. Hidden. Sometimes they're subtle. Sometimes they're less subtle. Sometimes they're less subtle. Exactly. There is a funny story about one of the Imagineers, and I guess they had. What are you going to (laughs) say? They had created too many of the tombstones. They needed some room. And so they took one of the tombstones and they handed it over to Mark Davis. And Mark Davis had it in his office for a very long time. And I, not a very long time, a very short time. And at one point he looked over and said, okay, you know, I can't look at this any longer. And he asked them to please remove it. He wanted to, because it said his name on it, you know, Grandpa Mark, and he wanted to get rid of that tombstone in his office. He said, can you get rid of this thing? It's creeping me out. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. I just love, you know, again, the Haunted Mansion, both styles are very different between the Disneyland version and the Disney World, but inside, it's very similar. Now, in Disneyland, we experienced the overlay with Jack Skellington, which I thought was really neat, although I know you had missed and wanted 
sort of you craved seeing the actual original attraction of the way it was intended. But I think it's really lighthearted and cute that they did the overlay in Disneyland. And it, and it makes sense because in Disneyland, there's a lot of people that are local, that visit often. So they needed to bring something different. Right. And it's better than having the statue jump out at you. And be- much better than having creepy statue figures. The one thing I always you. think about is, I, you know, obviously Walt wasn't around when it was completed. And I always wonder what it would have looked like if he was he around when it got completed, if it would look exactly the same as it does now. You know, that that's definitely something I often think about, too, especially digging into it. And especially where, you know, they say that the Haunted Mansion is the one attraction that doesn't really have a defined storyline. However... I want to say that that definitely gives it a mysterious feeling and has you second guessing. There is the one scene with Constance. I love that name. <laughs> Connie. <laughs> um, she's the bride at the end and sort of has killed off her husband and that she's waiting for the next husband. So that's really the only true storyline. But everything else has you guessing of what's happening in the in the um in the haunted mansion, but definitely I agree with you. Like if Walt Disney had been around, would it have remained the same? Would you know, would he down and said, Nope, we're having it walk through. I don't care. Right. But I will, I will say that I do get the feeling of a walkthrough in the very beginning when you're in the portrait chamber and then you have to walk into the, you know, to grab your doom buggy. I like that feeling of it. So maybe they compromised and, and added those elements to make it feeling you know, yeah, I never thought about that. That so that walk-in chamber would have been the whole attraction where they just have everybody go into one room. You know, that's kind of a storyline itself, the chamber. And then they open the door, and then you'd walk into another room and you'd view a story. That's how it was originally concepted. So that's a great point that I never thought of is that they did incorporate it a little bit. A little bit, yeah. So it's kind of neat, and I definitely think it's just. That sets the the tone of the whole attraction. So overall, would you rather, I'm going to give you one right now. Would you rather Disneyland (laughs) or Disney World? I knew this was coming and I was hoping you would forget. (laughs) I don't forget. I wrote it down actually on a piece of paper in front of me. Okay. So would I rather Disneyland version or Disney World version? This is really, really hard for me because it's, they're both so incredible. But I have to say, I think Walt Disney World version for me particularly, just because I love the queue and I love any time where I can stretch the attraction a little bit longer, which in this case would be the queue, makes it more fun for me. I'm going to have to say Disneyland. I knew it. <laughs> I think that Disneyland does a better job of incorporating the style of the Haunted Mansion with the theming of the area. I agree on that part of it. And then that's why I think it's a really difficult decision and a choice. And I, I was hoping you would forget to ask me because I don't know how – really to clearly define because then when you talk about that my choice now goes on to the disneyland i like i do like the queue is much more entertaining and makes the line feel shorter in disney world but there's something about walking up to that actual house and you know being able to touch it and walk on the porch as you walk into the entrance it's just something about it that makes you feel like you are walking into an old house yeah i agree with that old plantation style house i like that theming yeah exactly well, I love it. So before we forget, I want to thank our sponsor today, Enchanted Escapes. They are a full-service Disney travel agency. They can do everything for you. Please check them out, enchanted-escapes.com. Here's the deal. If you're going to Disney World or Disneyland or a cruise or any Disney destination, they can do everything for you. Book your trip, 
your fast passes, your reservations, and it's free. They don't charge, it doesn't cost you anything. So go just go to enchanted-escapes.com and get their full service uh, help for your next Disney trip. And I wish I knew about that when we were going because we would have definitely have done that. Exactly. Somebody actually reached out to us recently and said that they listened to our show, heard about working as a Disney travel agent, and they've always wanted to do that, and now they do it full time. That's incredible. It is crazy. What a crazy story. That's awesome. You get to work on your passion full time. Love it. Love it, love it. Well, be sure to check out our live Facebook show Mondays now at 8 p.m. Bruce threw a curveball out there and changed the night altogether. So we are now on Mondays, which means tonight on Halloween we're doing a show. It's going to probably be quick. Yes, I'm sure. and late. And late, as I'm sure we're going to want to try to find the Halloween candy that our kids are going to try to hide. Yes, we want to get all those <laughs> Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and Twix before they take them on us. Before they take them on us, but be sure to check us out and subscribe and share the show. Yes, if you're listening to this on iTunes right now, hit subscribe. If you know anybody who loves Disney and wants to come join us on the show, it'd be awesome if you shared the show with us. And we're on Twitter as well, so say come say hello on Twitter. And if you have any questions about an episode you want us to feature or any question about your upcoming trip, our email is info at unlockingthemagic.com or just send us a message on Facebook. That's probably the fastest way to get a response is through there so what else bruce i think that's it i think that's going to do it for this episode of unlocking the magic this one is haunted mansion unlocked we've been waiting to do this for a long time and i think that i love doing these unlocks as much as you do connie oh yeah i knew i was gonna get that out of you <laughs> i was hoping so we'll see Anyways. you tonight at eight o'clock or next monday at 8 p.m over on facebook thank you so much everybody see ya